Men who don't work out are like women who cry on TikTok after their pet bunny dies. It's disordered, <laughs> weak, and hard to look at. <laughs> That's just funny. When women are pregnant, they eat for two. When my female friends are pregnant, I drink for two, as I will today on this episode of the Yes or No Game with my friend, Candace Owens. Now, before we get to my guest, you've got to order this game. The Yes or No Game is available right now. Dailywire.com slash shop. You can test your knowledge of your friends and loved ones, up to nine players, all sorts of questions covering every single topic, dailywire.com slash shop. And now I will figure out which of my friend and loved one knows the other one better right now. I just want to be forthcoming. I am a sore loser. I know. So I will I the table. Yeah, I believe it. The results are not that I win. But you're going to have one advantage, which is I think this is non-alcoholic. Oh, I thought you were going to say people will be understanding because I'm pregnant. And they, yeah. No, that's, that's true also. But I, I think it's non-alcoholic. Otherwise, your baby number three will just have a lovely time in yeah. utero today. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the rules? I know the rules. Okay. Ish. And you know, that's how I feel too. Yeah. You know, ladies go first. Okay. So you take the first card. Okay. Do I read this out loud? Yeah. Okay, good. Princess Diana's death was an accident. <laughs> Such a good one. Yeah. Who does this? Such stuff? a good one because it's so obvious. <laughs> okay, ready? You know, you take mine. What I think you're going to say? Yeah. One, two, three. Awful convenient, that tunnel in Paris, isn't it? <laughs> Awful convenient. Did I get your guess right? No. You think it was an accident? It's, I'm like the biggest conspiracy what? theorist, but like I, I actually think that one might have just been an accident. Is it just because you're friends with the Windsors? No, no, no. Yeah? It's just Prince strange. Philip's gone. You no. don't need to protect him anymore. <laughs> it's weird. You know what it is? I think I haven't looked into that one enough, mm -hmm. but, and I just have memories when I was a kid of that happening and everyone being like, it was an accident. And I just accepted the truth. Yeah. I accepted that the mainstream media was telling me the truth. Yeah, they, they would never lie to you. They, they would yeah. never well, lie. Of course. To and the thing is, her, her uh, continued existence only threatened the uh, last major monarchy in the West. Is, right? that, so, is that the theory? Well, I don't know. She was, you know, it's kind of weird for your future queen to be uh -huh. divorced from the future king mm -hmm. and then for her to be shacking up with some like Arab guy. I don't know. It's just a little I odd. think the Arab guy's her, Prince Harry's dad, though. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's a theory I had not heard. See <laughs> so the red hair, it's uh it's uh, from Genghis Khan actually. It's, it's, it's from yeah, the it's recessive. Guys. Okay. <laughs> so now I go. Given that they make up only 6% of the population and are responsible for 65% of all related deaths. Pit bulls should be outlawed as pets. A little edgy fellow. Ooh, wow. A edgy out there. Uh -huh. Outlawed as pets. Yes. I didn't think about your answer. Okay, let's go. Oh, wait, I go this way? Correct. That's correct. Yeah. I would say no. Really? You don't think you're fine with pit bulls? No, no, no. I'm not fine with pit bulls at all. But I think if you outlaw it, it just brings into question a lot of other things that we'd have to consider more deeply. 
And um, I I would say, I think people should not own pit bulls. I am so against pit bulls. I think it is ridiculous when people are like, it depends on the owner. It's like, how many more stories can the people that said it depends on the owner then get eaten by the pit bulls? Yeah, yeah. No, it's always always the owner. owner. It's always the owner. No, it's not the owner. It's like an aggressive dog. I am especially, I think, I would offer that I do think it should be outlawed around children. Like, I think when you have a small yeah. child and you have a pit bull, it should be outlawed. You should not be allowed to have pit bull with a small child. But then what if, let's say it's just a single guy and he's got a pit bull. He's going to take the dog for a walk. He's going to go to the park. Yeah. Well, and there's going to be kids at the park. But you could, you, you mm, is he going to take him to the park? Well, also now, if he goes to one of these millennial parks, it's mm-hmm. just only dogs. It's right. only millennials and dogs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in like certain places too, like in New York City where there's just like a lot of humans. But I yeah. guess if you're like living in Columbia, Tennessee, and you've got like 800 acres, right. I mean, what's it going to kill a deer? Yeah, if Probably. you're in the steplands of Central Asia, yeah. you can have a pit bull. Yeah, otherwise. but I, I just think it's ridiculous that people, like I think we should be responsible enough to stop buying pit bulls and especially putting them around small children because the truth is, is they're just aggressive. I mean, I just read a story about one got off the leash and ran across the street and killed somebody's dog and then yeah. mauled someone in his face. I'm just like, every day there's a news story and you look at the statistics and it's like, it's telling a story. They're like, no, it's the owner. I'm like, is everybody, everybody who's got a pit bull is just training their pit bulls to do these things? Right. Also, the thing that they forget about, they're, they're anthropomorphizing dogs in a way that is only going to get worse as millennials treat their dogs as children. Mm. But dogs don't have a reason. So it, it's true if you train a dog in a bad way, the dog is going to maybe behave worse than if you train him in a good way. But it's not as though the dog can reason about abstract things like justice and the morality of chomping on a little toddler or something like that. So you, you just can't, you can't blame the dog. Right. You can't blame the pit bull when right. he eats the toddler. It, that's his instinct. That's his and Especially genetics. because as they age, all dogs and cats get ornery anyways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like my cat, as she got older, she was just like less tolerant. And like she swiped once. Never mm. has ever even hissed at me nothing. But then my baby was born and he was pulling at her and she just swipes. Like she's an animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So her instinct when something's pulling at her face is to swipe. And I think people are completely deluded when it comes to pit bulls. They did a whole episode on this. Yeah. But I would stop short of saying to outlaw them because I think there are probably deeper considerations there. And it might like, be, like it might a, be a slippery slope. Like a libertarian kind of thing? You just No. You're no libertarian. I'm definitely not a libertarian. Yeah. I, I just I have to, I have to think about that one. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll drink anyway. No. I don't No, you have to drink. It's unclear. You have, you have to take a big you have to take a big I don't think you know I'll me. Take a little gulp. Yeah. Sip. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. I changed my mind on Princess Diana though. Mm. So I might have you throw that back up. Mm. <laughs> All right. And I'll move your card too. Wow. We have a there. nice old discard pile. <laughs> My team is hotter than your team. This is not taking a lot of thought for, no, for me. <laughs> yeah. I think that you would have to agree. Yeah, I mean, do I have eyes? Yeah, and exactly. Reason mm-hmm. And reason? Yeah. And two brain cells to rub together? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. My team is hotter than your team. And who are you going to compare? My, I've got I've got Mr. Guys, Davies and producer guys, Jacob. Guys, guys. Yeah, I've got that. girls. Like, yeah. that was a very easy one. That was a very simple one. Yeah. So if you get it right, do I drink? I... I I always play by the rule, if you get it wrong, you have to drink. Okay. If you get it right, you get to drink. Well, I'm batting whatever it you're is betting you You're betting a thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're doing really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are, oh, okay, it's me. I just I'm, know you so well. You do know me so yeah. well. I, listen, I'm an open book. Yeah. But so you, you're a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Even after all these years, I, there's still... Unless you're a total lib, it's clear that women should keep it zipped while at church. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really interesting diction. Yeah, I, I like the way it's being presented. Oh, I forgot to bring this back 
Unless you're unless you're a total lib, yeah. women should keep it zipped at church. I would say, because of the wording, actually, of the statement. No, it's perfectly right for women to take part in the solemn high mass, in the uh, Salve Regina, in some of the chanting, in some of the re- responses, you know, et cum spiritu tuo, that sort of thing. No, I'm not, they shouldn't be preaching or doing any of these parading rituals. That's what I was thinking. Women. I thought they were like preaching, I which know. is why I would say yeah, yes. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, they shouldn't yeah, be. Yeah, they should not be preaching. But... They, should they speak at all in the church? Should they question. speak at all? Probably the ever. wider question. Now, in the low mass, yeah, they should not. They but should. really, nobody should. Yeah, you got me. You got me right on that one. Okay, you got me right on that one. But should they preach? Absolutely not. Absolutely, under no. Uh, it's just right? yeah. the most absurd thing ever, and yeah. it's, it's part of the reason why I have a lot of questions about Protestantism. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of that going on. Yeah, you're on a journey. I'm on a journey. You're on a journey. That's what I would say. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> Okay. Wasn't there a big, there was a big split with the Baptists over this. There was. Because one yeah, of the big huge. Baptists. Yeah, out in LA. Yeah, he. Mega church. I thought he was a conservative guy, but then he was promoting priestesses. Suddenly he said priestesses are a thing and he Can apologized to women. And I just thought to myself, this is how we're going to end up with homosexuals in the church. For and sure. Someone's going to say, I read the scripture and I've done research and actually it's totally fine to be a homosexual yeah. and lead a church and it, it's, it's gonna totally be fine to be trans. Yeah. yeah. Once you start seeing how you interpret the scripture, yeah. it becomes very problematic very fast. And that is the reason why Methodist churches are flying yeah. the LGBTQ, I don't know how many letters they've tacked on since, yeah. flag. No, the, the main line is completely gone. I, my priest in New York, great friend of mine, was an Episcopalian priest. He became a Catholic priest over this priestess's thing back in the 70s. And I said, oh, a friend of mine might, might become an Anglican priest. And he said, Michael, that's not like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's like grabbing hold as the Titanic goes all the way down. <laughs> and so all, all the main line is gone. But I thought the evangelicals and the Baptists and things like that, the low churches, I thought among Protestants, I thought they were doing relatively better. But then yeah. all this stuff starts infecting them, too. Yeah, well, well, yeah, to be fair, when they had when they took a vote... Uh, oh, they booted the guy out. Yeah, they did boot him out. Yeah, so there, true. there is that. But there were, it wasn't by uh, the margins were not a hundred percent. I mean, it was literally like I think I don't know, maybe something like fifteen of the churches voted like yes, they should still stay in. And I was like, wow. this is a problem. Like, a even problem. the vote is a problem. On the basis of your vote, if you voted yes, they should stay in. Yeah, you should be kicked out. <laughs> this is the thing, and the thing, the way the feminists frame it as, unless we have the women take over all these traditionally male spaces you're going to have weak women. And I think a weak women, like um, all the great female saints of the church, like uh, St. Lucy, like uh, Teresa of Avila, uh, all, the, all the really strong modern women, present company, I'm not flattering you, present company very much included, compared to what? Some like shrieky little feminist or something? Give me a break. Well, I'm just saying women in leadership roles in general, whether it's even women casting ballots and voting, becomes problematic uh, because Based. we vote emotionally. And every problem that we have today, the women open the door to the gays and lesbians and trans. Like, who do you think mm. is behind the transgender? Mm. Well, we got to feel bad for them. It's us. Right. And it's because, by the way, it's a good thing that we're more emotional. It works for a lot mm-hmm. of reasons. It's a strength. Emotionality is a strength, especially in the household. Oh, yeah. I talk about this the whole time on my show. But then outside of the household, <laughs> it's not necessarily a good thing. You need, you need to have people that are willing to stand up and draw a definitive line and say, this can't happen. And I think the greatest recent example of that 
is the Bud Light scandal. Scandal like Dylan Mulvaney was just like prancing around. He was yeah. in, in all of these female spaces. And women were like, mm, I'm not going to say anything. It's right. like he, he it's like, feels, ladies, stand he up for yourself. Like a woman, like, yeah. you know, it's like whatever. And then literally yeah. just watching ourselves be eradicated. Right. And then like he opens one solitary can of beer. And now you've got Kid Rock, Kid Rock exploding beer cans. All the, they're done. <laughs> John Rich. Yeah, they're just like, no, 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 this is done. Yeah, like it's yeah. banned from, but men just don't tolerate that. Right. And so that is kind of a, a present day example of why women in leadership positions, you know, yeah. we bend, we bend. Right. So no, th- th- and you're so right. Just even historically, how this works, because when you had feminism really come to the fore in the '70s, late '60s, early '70s. Immediately afterward, you had all of the rainbow LGBT stuff, and then that culminates in transgenderism. And it happens because feminism says men and women are the same. Mm-hmm. Well, if men and women are the same, then a boyfriend and a boyfriend is the same as a girlfriend and a boyfriend is the same as, and a husband and a wife is the same as a husband and a husband. It all just kind of blends together. Right. Now, you know, to your point on your very provocative comment about women voting, there is a whole part of history that was written out, which is the women who opposed women's suffrage. And they wrote at length about this and they spoke at length about this. And it was the majority of women, actually. Yeah, I know. People don't know that. And today, you know, it's it's over. You know, clearly, it's not a a live debate. But it is rather misogynistic to not take those women seriously and say, oh, they were just a bunch of stupid, dumb housewives. Like, I don't know. They I think the minority on this, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, and you see it now. You, you see the results of that. A lot of things that are happening in the society actually <laughs> was very funny. I tweeted because I was thinking about doing this whole episode about whether or not women, how, have we been responsible with our vote? I said, not should we have the right to vote? Have we been responsible? And I said, that's me- we're, more I said, measured. Working on an episode, can you name one thing in society that has gotten better since women have gotten the right to vote? And no women, no women were able to answer the question because they were too emotional about the question being asked. I was like, this is all the proof I need. They were like, how dare you ask this question? How could you say this? I'm like, guys, I have not said an answer here. Nothing yeah. implied. I'm asking you if there's plenty of stuff that have gotten better. Just write it in the comment section. No one, no one could even gather themselves because the question made them so emotional. And therein lied my answer. I'll tell you, I've, <laughs> I've had two two friends in my life who were you know, people I really respected who questioned the 19th Amendment. It's you and Ann Coulter. Yeah. Well, both very sharp ladies. Both women and both very sharp. Yeah. Currently, if going up against the Trumpers, the Ramaswamy mommies actually have a better chance of getting their guy in the White House than the DeSimps do. Yes or no? In the primary against the Trumpers, who, who does better, the Ramaswamy mommies? First, I've, first I've heard that term, but I'm great, liking that. That's quite I'm a liking term. liking that. Yeah, or the DeSimps. <laughs> the Ramaswamy mommy seems kind of nice. The DeSimps, it seems it's not... Seems a little derogatory. Seem, yeah. I didn't write this. I just want to be very this clear. Is, uh, someone has a bias. Somebody, somebody. <laughs> okay, okay. Man, you're putting me over here on your side. I don't know how Wait, this what works. Are you you got to do it on... No, I'm you're saying, saying no. Yes or no. So you're going to go and say no. Okay. So put that there. At least I was on no. At least yeah. I had like, you know, generally speaking, there's two yeses. You probably just need one on this table. You only... So you, you're right. That's true. Yeah, you just need one yes and yeah, one no. That's for the so, designers. Sorry. So I said that you would say that yes. the Ramaswamy mommies have a better shot than the... Distance. That is correct. I would say and, absolutely. And I... You got me right. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I think I the DeSimps have a better shot than the Ramaswamy Lonnies against the Trumpers. I think the DeSimps are just the, the comms team. They're not likable. They, they, it is really actually, you tweeted this, I think, yesterday, but I, I tweeted it like three weeks ago. I just yeah. saw it and I was like, their team has completely crushed his chances. And it's so because I didn't believe they're it. so you... angry at the Trumpers, yeah. but they're angry at like, Point zero 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 one seven percent of people that are yelling at them online. Yes. And they're like basically making every person that supports Trump guilty of the sins of maybe four people that they're fighting online. And it's actually making them lose. Like you, they need Trump support. And it's just prudentially, it's insane. I, I, it's not that I thought you were wrong when you made this point. I, it's not, I was a little skeptical because I had never experienced it firsthand. No. And then this happened to me yesterday because I, I tweeted out it was after they all got upset that Trump said that Xi Jinping is a, is an impressive leader. And I said, look, one, he's just bragging about how he beat an impressive leader at a trade deal. But two, there is a strain of conservatism that kind of admires Xi Jinping because he keeps his country in order and because he uh, governs according to some conception, albeit perhaps misguided of the common good. And that's not the libertarian kind of right wing stuff, but there is a strain of traditional conservative thought that kind of admires strong leaders who, who keep their country together. Yeah, sort of like people that admire Vladimir Putin. sort of. But kind of yeah, like the people who say, look, yeah. I don't like Putin, yeah. but I admire that he's done this, that, or the other thing, right? And all of a sudden, it's not that I, I was attacked by conservatives randomly who don't like Xi Jinping. It was these DeSantis accounts. I'm not saying they're being paid by the campaign or anything, but they all have the little alligator, and they're accounts that exist basically just to promote DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And they started attacking me, and I thought, and kind of personally attacking me, and they're probably still doing it. And I thought, this is really strange. I am not endorsing in the primary. Right. I praise Ron DeSantis for something or another almost every day on my show. I have spent some time with Ron DeSantis. I really like him. I'm, I also really like Donald Trump. I had a, so I think if you're going after me, the most, I'm calling it like I sees it, how many voters are you turning off? Look, the Trump voters, the Trump campaign doesn't need to worry about this. Trump's up 30 points in the polls. DeSantis is down at 20% or less. Mm-hmm. They have to win over a huge number of Trump voters. And so if you're just going to personally, viciously attack, it, it reflects so poorly on the candidate, even though Ron DeSantis personally has nothing to do with this. Yeah. You know, it's just a, a very poor reflection of, of an otherwise, I think, good yeah, candidate. It's, it's exactly what I was very even keel going into it. Like I was interested to see how things played out, wasn't committed to any candidate, felt how I felt about Ron DeSantis. I didn't like the way he kind of entered in. Yeah, you were uh, you were always skeptical race, of skeptical DeSantis, him, but, yeah. but not enough to like attack him or say anything was yeah. wrong with him. And then his uh, Christina Pushaw was in comms. She is quite vicious and she did you she know, go after she's always she been went, nice to me she went after she, me and really? it was a step on your head while you're drowning go after someone by liking a bunch of tweets and tweeting like subtweeting things to suggest that i was responsible for what kanye west said oh the kanye so it was like you know oh, wow. it was jumping on that but it's just like okay you are running an account that says that you represent the ideas of of ron DeSantis. you're just pushing people mm. away right like if there's like not so yeah. they do that all the time though it's not just like she weighs on issues that have nothing to do with ron DeSantis, mm. but she is the voice for Ron DeSantis. And so when she does that, people assume this must be what Ron DeSantis thinks about this. 
she shouldn't do that. So that's what I said. I said they thought they had a Kaylee McEnany who was excellent when she was press secretary, right? She's a sharpshooter, yeah, yeah. but she didn't speak about things that Trump wasn't concerned about. She So they're not able to separate mm. their personal feelings from what Ron's feelings are and what people are seeing it, like that's they're reflecting it. It's actually hurting Ron. Yeah. So that's my take on it. I think, I think their campaign, whereas they pretend to be above it, they're yeah. like, we're, we're different from Trump. We're Trump without the drama. No, 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 no. They're very petty. Uh, they're very dramatic. The vague is actually the person who is saying above it all. He's mm -hmm. above the fray. He He's not going he after anybody. He doesn't anybody. go after anybody. Yeah, he yeah. just tells you his ideas. So the Santa's campaign is pretending mm -hmm. to be what Vivek actually is. And when I had Vivek on my show, I was so impressed. I was so refreshed. I really liked him. Mm -hmm. And I like that he still, even though obviously he's competing with Trump, he has great reverence for all the things that Trump has done. Even when he speaks about things that Ron DeSantis is getting wrong, he's very level. It's never personal. It just talks yeah, about yeah. this is what he's getting wrong in Florida and here's what I would do differently. Yeah, yeah. And so I am... Um, I guess are we calling people Ramaswamy mommy? Ramaswamy mommy. But I'm a Ramaswamy mommy. But it's even <laughs> it's even the it's not just the candidates because because DeSantis doesn't personally attack people really right? It's no, just it's but the people everyone around him does. And it's interesting because I hadn't noticed it about uh, his staffers. I really was only noticing it about like rapid response random accounts that Staffers spend too. all their day. That's interesting. Staffers, influencers. And I'm like, the, you guys are all hurting his campaign. You're hmm. hurting his campaign. Because you look at the the Vivek team, for starters, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know them in the sense that I'm friends with Vivek Ramaswamy. And so I, I kind of, if I were just like an outsider looking at the campaign, I wouldn't know any of their names. Mm -hmm. And that's probably a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a good thing. He really does remain above it. So I, I very much like mm. Vivek and I like that people are now starting to pay attention to him and listening to his ideas. But do you think, okay, all of that to say though, he's at whatever, you know, I think he's anywhere. Gonna, from, I think he's going to eclipse DeSantis. Do you, you really I think really that, because wow. I think he will eventually. Yeah, I think he will. That's okay. Yeah, he's, he's catching some fun. Listen, he's, he's the Ramaswamy mommy right just made the prediction. I made okay. the prediction right here. Men who don't work out are like women who cry on TikTok after their pet bunny dies. It's disordered, <laughs> weak, and hard to look at. <laughs> That's just funny. Who wrote these cards? Mm, I don't know. Some Philistine, probably. Okay, so men who don't work out are like women who cry on TikTok. I'm going to focus on that first part, because it's kind of the second part, is it's okay. disordered, blah, blah, blah. I have to think about this. Hold on. Don't, don't, don't do it yet. Okay, I got mine. Okay. You certainly got that right. Mm -hmm. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know how I knew? Why? Because George. George is an exceptionally good-looking man. Mm. Um, but he he's not like in the gym. He's not some like gym bro with He's not a gym bro, on. but he works no. out every morning. Does he? He rose. So it's just me. Yeah, it's rose, just you. Of course he rose. I know rose. you were looking for a friend That's in so this. so British. Wow. Yeah, he rose every morning mm -hmm. at 4.30. Yeah. He, he just rose, plays like, a game of cricket every single yeah. morning. Yeah. <laughs> and then he jumps in the pool. You know, mm -hmm. he does the ice plunge. Yeah. And then he jumps in there. So Little he's pickle quite, ball. And then he also runs. But he doesn't do the like... Yeah, yeah. No, it's a very... He doesn't... No. No, 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 no. That's very yeah. un-British. That is. Yeah. And it's also... My, my argument as to why these are not comparable things and why working out is overrated is... <laughs> I like to think that I'm really, really Ripped. fit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fit by the standards of a guy from the 50s. Okay. Like I eat a lot of fatty meats mm -hmm. and I drink and I smoke cigars and I've never seen the inside of a gym. And in the 50s, you think of Superman or, I don't know, Ricky Ricardo or just like any guy from the 50s. They were all just kind of like a bit doughy, but not, they weren't, but I they, think weren't the 50s they weren't is fat. Different. They were just, how's it different? It's a bit of, 
anachronistic to do that because people were just more active in general because there was less tech. Mm. So whereas now you have to isolate your fitness because it's so easy to be lazy, mm. right? That's true. Then, you know, your grandparents, as you know, yeah. walked up both the ways. hill both ways uh -huh. to go to school. They, which is, in snow. Yeah, in, in snow. In the summer. Exactly, mm -hmm. in the summer. Yeah. All of our grandparents did it. We yes. know this. Yeah. So I always think it's funny because I think about my grandfather because he never worked out. Yeah. But he was always working out. Like he was in the mm. yard. He was, you know what I mean? So he was very right. physical. Whereas now we live a very sedentary lifestyle. Yeah. So I think you do have to incorporate some sort of a fitness. But I wouldn't say it's like women who cry on TikTok because that's just demonstrative mm. of like complete and utter... Psychic collapse. Yeah, psychic yeah. collapse. Yeah. yeah, which is like that, which is not the same as a man not working out. So you can row. I feel like I you would, by the way, Yale, Georgia, Oxford, like just, it's yeah. kind of right up the alley. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be, like the, I'll be the coxswain at the end calling out. Yeah. The orders. <laughs> All right, my turn. Yeah. Don't get this wrong, okay? Okay, I'll try. I'm going to be really angry. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try. I'm going to flip a table for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is really good. Having a Ukraine flag in your bio mm -hmm. is more forgivable than wearing Crocs. Then wearing Crocs? Yeah. Correct. This is a tough one for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is very, tough. very tough for there, me. There, there's no easy answer. It's just, there's not an easy answer. I, can we, okay, if yeah. it feel better because you've said that, because I'm about to cry on TikTok, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling real close to mm -hmm. a cry on TikTok. Yeah. And... Zelensky. Okay, you you got there me. We go. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> just right, said his name. I just wanted to punch him yeah. in the face again, straight in the face. Oh, they always pull the clip. Wait, that guy who just if wants I to start could World get, War get away III with it, I would, but I know I'm not allowed to, so I wouldn't do it. But if I could, I'd if you get taken down for threatening for violence against Zelensky, yeah. that would be amazing. That would be. I would be a hero. <laughs> I'd be a hero. You were early. I mean, I, I I've always tried to be kind of moderate about you know, Mr. Zelensky and uh, all this. But you, early on, you said, I don't like the guy. I know Grifter when I see one, okay? <laughs> highest paid actor in the world. <laughs> highest paid actor. You got $100 billion. Dollars. I mean, wearing the fatigues the whole time. Put on a different outfit. Yeah. We know that you're not in the trenches, yeah. okay? Go please. to the White House, please put on a different outfit. Please. please, show some respect. respect. We've sent you billions. And by the way, now they've traveled to Saint-Tropez. The Ukrainians now have yachts. They've got mm -hmm. they've got shallots in Switzerland. They've they, got yachts. In, no, I'm not kidding. Right. Oh. It's all, I'm just looking at like, these are our tax dollars. Mm. But at least he's wearing the army fatigues. He can't be bothered to buy a tux. It's like, bro, you can buy it. You can buy a Tom Ford tux twenty thousand times today. Okay, his wife shopping at Prada in France. I mean, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, you're right. It was call, that was, it was the right answer. It was. It was not, I'm about to freak out right now. Not an easy answer, but a simple no. answer. Yeah, a very simple answer. <laughs> there is a topic. I would like to debate Ben Shapiro on. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be unpleasant to lose my job, but I don't know. I mean, you know. <laughs> but it might be fine. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I guess the reason it might be a no is a topic. I have 10,000 Yeah, I know. I know. I know. What would be your, what would be one topic? You know, I have to say. Actually, give us all 10,000. We've got uh, time. Happily. So I would like to brag just a little bit mm -hmm. and pay a compliment to my friend Ben, which is back in the day, years and years ago, he and I, we would get into fights all the time about... Just physical? Phys always physical, type. always kind of like this. And we'd always get into fights about political philosophy. Because I, there were certain thinkers that I really admire and enjoy that he didn't like. 
I'm thinking of people like Michael Oakeshott. Um, this is a really nerdy fight, you know, people like Michael Oakeshott, people like Russell Kirk, people like Edmund Burke. And Ben was very, didn't like him. He was, he's a John Locke guy, you know, he's a more of an enlightenment guy. And I'm kind of an anti-enlightenment guy. I'm an anti-liberal guy. And I will say this, and this is to Ben's great credit, over the years, He's starting to simp for my guys. Is man. he? He he's kind of like an Oakshot guy oh, now. He's no. like definitely kind of a Burke guy now. So it's not a debate then. It's no debate. It's, it's not just debate. A, it's just drinks and agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you would like to drink and agree with Ben Shapiro? Mm-hmm. I would debate yeah. him on vaccines. Mm. That would he be, still, people would love that. By so the way. this is another one though. He used to be super duper pro. Like yeah, one hundred percent. Now isn't he a little questioning? I don't know. I don't think Certainly so. on the COVID vax, he is. Well, now he said COVID, he wouldn't yeah. have gotten the COVID vax. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know about all the other ones. I think that'd be mm, super that would be interesting. How do we get that dark. set up? Yeah, producers. exactly. Oh, I'm down for yeah, that. Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll bring my martini Exactly. To You're up. All right. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> what? Seed oils cause sunburns. Since you're an educated person, I assume you know the answer to that. Take your lead on that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of gave away the answer here. I, you got this wrong, so you're gonna have to drink, and you have to drink a lot. Really? Yeah. Whoa. You know why? What? I don't know anything about seed oils, and this was almost a racist question because I don't get sunburned. So this is like so I don't I don't know anything about seed oils. You're right. I don't get sunburned, so I'm like obviously that's not true because I've definitely eaten Mm. seed oils and I've never gotten sunburned because I'm black. So I'm just doing a little common sense here. Seed oils can't be causing sunburns wow, you, you, for black people. This is the best argument I've ever heard as yeah. to why seed oils don't. No, yeah, absolutely not. So. I eat, I, I've consumed a lot of seed oils in my life. I've never gotten a sunburn because I'm black. Let me tell you something. On this point, on this exact point, uh, my mother, my beloved mother, was very dark-skinned. Very. I'm having... Like Italian Irish. black. I've seen Italian black. Like, yeah, Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like... It's super black. dark. I remember I saw it photos of her when she was young. And I, when I was a kid, I said, oh, mom, I didn't know you were black as a kid. And <laughs> I did, so and even cute. in the summer, she, and she says, well, Michael, it's sort of cut, but anyway, we'll talk about it later. But even uh, later on, like when I was a kid, I get very brown in the summer and she, she would get black, you know? And uh, I always thought, okay, I wouldn't sunburn. But then in the middle of my teen years, for some reason, I started sunburning. Wow. And I thought, what now? In retrospect, I realized, I was consuming a lot of seed oils. And then sweet little Elisa, who follows all the hippie stuff that you follow, mm-hmm. she says, Mac, you got to stop. No more seed oils. We're not going to cook with them. We're not going to eat whatever. So I greatly reduced it. I was like, this is some hippie dippy nonsense. I don't get sunburns anymore. And I'm that calm, a little bit of that olive oil. I could burn. I don't, right? Yeah, but what are, what are the seed oils in? I, I, the reason why everything. I don't want to go. Everything. Here's the thing. It's I'm already so crunchy. Yes. But I'm fearful that if I let, if I look into, everybody keeps yeah. telling me, they're telling me to look into it. I'm like, guys, oh, yeah. you don't understand. It's, I will go crazy. Like, it, I will be yeah. a psycho. Yeah, I know. I will just You're, bite onto it like a pit bull. Yes, like a pit bull yeah. on a tasty toddler. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're there, Candace, because you can't turn away from the truth when you see it. No, it's going to be so bad, though. Yeah. I'm already like an 82-year-old full grandma right now. Mm-hmm. And if I start looking at them, every little, I know how I am. All right, fine. I'm going to look so, into it. Oh. Candace, Candace, you're going no, to so Google bad. it, and six minutes later. I'm going to be done. You're going to be done. I know. I, I can no longer avoid it. Yeah. It's following me. Uh, I'm easy to work with. So right. This is, so this is, we would... 
This is how I think you would answer about yourself. And you're answering how I would answer about myself. Okay. Okay. Ready? Go. (laughs) Absolutely correct. (laughs) And I say you would say that you are not easy to work with. Savannah? (laughs) Savannah! Savannah! (laughs) Oh, she pisses me off when I say something like that and she doesn't get over here. get it. (laughs) I would say I'm easier to work with with than George. I actually do. I'm, I'm, I'm... I think you're... Okay, I'm, I'm easy to work with. I have to really think about this. I don't know what I would say. Just drink anyways. I'm gonna choose... Yeah, because, yeah, you should just drink for me. Yeah, drink again. Because I think what I would say is... I I think I'm very easy to work with because you know why? No one ever leaves my team. So mm-hmm. that's got to be, you know, usually mm-hmm. you get a high turnover you're not easy to work with. That's but true. I would say that when it comes to my show, I'm a perfectionist. And so, I'm, yes. I mean, down to like naming the titles, all of the stuff, I'm very involved. And if something's not right, then somebody like is slipping that day and I'm like, listen, I write the show. I go, blah, blah, blah. like, you got to do this job and you got to yeah. do it right. And I will like, yeah. So I but, would, but I think that's a that's just like everyone has to bring their A game. But it's not easy. Like I think about it with Jeremy too. Is it Jeremy easy to work with? Jeremy is a. That's going to sound like I'm being too nice. Please don't tell Jeremy I said this. Jeremy is a joy to work with. It's like the joy of my professional life to work with Jeremy. He's the guy's a creative genius. It's every day is something new. It's just un. He's not easy to work with. I right. mean, same thing. He's. He, he's got this crazy vision and he's ruthlessly perfectionist about everything. And so it's not easy, but it's very gratifying. And right. I see a, a kind of a similar thing. I, I would say I'm, I'm, and I'm super nice to everyone that I know people will say over and over again. Is I'm not, I, I'm definitely not mean. I never raise my voice. I don't believe in yelling. I think actually yeah. when you yell at people, it shows that you've lost control. Yeah. But you do believe in corporal punishment. Y- but yeah. I hit them. You hit them. I do get Savannah. <laughs> you do. But that's different. That's different. Yeah, totally different. Sort of. People get it. Just for recreation. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, my turn. You're up. You are definitely easy to work with. I am. Yeah, you're I'm, just d- like, I'm just whatever. such a... You're like, whatever. Huh? What? Joy, yeah. Get it? Turn it in on... Easy. Don't turn it in. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is so great. <laughs> Most likely, Savannah will be fired before Ben Davies. <laughs> hmm. Brilliant timing hmm. on this. <laughs> you know, the... The sharpness of that question might change my answer. <laughs> huh. One, two, three. No. We can never be too sure. No, no. He, I, and I'd like to make this announcement oh. right now. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed working with Ben mm-hmm. Davies, so. and I appreciate his contributions to my show, but I, I think it's time for him to move yeah, on. Yeah, I do. I do, too. Yeah. But I was just about to say that about Savannah. So <laughs> you just got to speak no, first. Really, but I have enjoyed her contribution. You're going to lose them both? <laughs> We're going to just lose them both. Nice. I feel yeah. free now. Well, he, he, we can just say whatever we want Mr. now. Mr. Davies already wrote the rest of my question, <laughs> so I don't need him until the next episode. <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> timing. Okay, no, you're I'm, up. I'm up. You're up. If you're not married by 30, you should only really be concerned if you're a woman. One, two, three. Drink, my dear. Oh, drink, drink my your gosh. Drink your seltzer water. Drink your seltzer. Oh, my gosh. You no. would say no. Explain. Yes, because people are going to start to wonder about you, first of all, if you're a man. And they're going to wonder about your loafers and the heaviness or lightness of them. But the other thing, you should be concerned. Forget about how people perceive you. Because, you know, I, I think there's 
perfectly fine to obviously engage in religious life, you know, join an order or even consecrated singlehood or something like that. But if you lack the charism for celibacy and you're single by 30 and you're a, a fella, you are very likely going to be fornicating or looking at porn. I mean, men, it's like we're riding around on an elephant. The libido is so insane. And uh, even more, I know women, you know, sort of throw themselves at me as I'm walking down the street. But it's Mm. not like, women have no idea. For men, the sexual drive is just so intense that if you're single and you don't really have an outlet for that and you're in your 20s, late 20s, 30, it's not going to be conducive to your virtue. Okay, but what was the question? You should be concerned. You should only be concerned if you're a woman. Okay, so it's how you think about what concern is. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting take on it. Because what I would say is that I heard that question and thought, women, biological clock ticking, you should be concerned, you haven't found a partner, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a very short runway now to get this figured out. Yeah. And also, I had this ex-boyfriend, I actually dated a guy, and the reason why I was going to say I disagree about 30 is because women like older men, so they're not like running out of time. There's no biological clock that's ticking. It's like, are you going to figure your ish out, yes or no? Who knows? But you're not like, oh, well, that's it. It's over for me. Right. And I had this ex-boyfriend who I dated who was 11 years older than me. I was 22, he was 33, right? Wow. And he said something to me that you sometimes just a sentence in your life, you just never forget it, mm. right? And, at, you know, at the time we were dating, and I was like, you know, why don't you date any girls your age? And he's like, well, because if I date a girl that's 33, she's going to want to ring immediately. And and he said, and the truth is, is that if you're a guy and you meet a girl and she's in her early 30s and no other guy wanted her, your first thought process is, what's wrong with her? What am I missing? Wow. And I never left me. It never Whoa, left me. Oh, man, that you is know? brutal. And I... I've asked a few guys that question and they've been like, to be honest, like, yeah, if I met a 33 year old girl Hmm. and everything looked right and I would be like, okay, but what am I missing? Because you're so great that like, why didn't some other guys swoop you up in your twenties? And so I think that it's, it's Hmm. a a steeper climb for women for a lot of different reasons. Not, I'm obviously it it has worked for people. I know people that have gotten married at 36, like it can happen, but those I think are the exceptions and not the rules. Hmm. Um, Do you wonder though, if now, because I, I totally get that in principle. But now for women, especially millennial women who are raised in this feminist culture that Mm. said, don't get married, just pursue the widget factory career forever and just do you, you, you. And and then these women come to their senses in their late 20s and early 30s. And they're otherwise great women who were basically just duped by By the culture. I mean, I wonder... I think that's a pretty large chunk these days. Yeah, feminism can colonize your brain. I say it all the time <laughs> on my show. I'm like, don't let it colonize. You will get to 30 and then you get to 33 and it's first it's I'm having fun, living life, I'm doing me. And then suddenly you realize all your friends are getting married, all your friends are having children. Yeah. You're seeing all these announcements on Instagram and you're like, what was I thinking? You probably also walked away from a really good guy who yeah. liked you. At least one. Yeah, at least yeah. one, maybe two in your 20s, but you just thought that it was going to be forever. Your youth was going to be forever. Mm. And there is actually a biological change that happens. And I tell women this the whole time. Like, I remember being in my early 20s and I had the young, carefree mentality. I was also uh, liberal in my all of my perspectives. Yeah. So I was eating up the feminist garbage, which is fine. I, say, I always say, you can experiment with feminists like a drug in college. It's fine. Yeah. You, you shouldn't keep <laughs> on the you, drug. You shouldn't be proud of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You try the drug and then you got to yeah. uh, let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had these feminist perspectives and, but then something changed and it wasn't a mental, it wasn't a mental change. It was deeper than that. Hmm. So it was like biological, spiritual. Suddenly you're aware yeah. that you are a mammal. And I would say it happened around 27, 26, when I was like, 
must find mate have babies like it's so yeah. weird yeah. and i'm seeing it happen to other women now that i'm friends with and they're mm. turning 27 28 and they're like must find mate have babies so there there is something that happens there's a sea change that happens within women in their later 20s where mm. Suddenly, all of the ideology means nothing. The sociology means yeah. nothing. And the biology overrides. And you're like, give me baby. Yeah, that does. When I met George, I said, I want kids. Like, I mean, it was the first date. You know? your, your first uh, sentence, I think, was. I knew him. Yeah. And, and you said, uh, hello, nice to meet you, George. Give me baby. <laughs> yeah, give me baby. Right now. Yeah. yeah. And he, we're married. We're happily married. <laughs> <laughs> he acquiesced. Works, ladies. I was like, I'm going to put my all my crazy up front. And it worked. <laughs> it did. Uh, for people who don't know, 18 days. 18 days to meet my husband and before we got engaged. And I got it right. You did get it right. Yeah. You're He's did. so cute. Just love him. Yeah. <laughs> cute. He's so cute. Cute? I don't know. Okay. Cute ang angry Englishman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's very he's very manly. He's, he's very, very British. You know, it's very British. I don't know. Cute. Uh, I'm up. No. Candace is up. Yells Ben Baby. <laughs> Didn't we fire him? I thought so. I'm glad we I'm glad he didn't leave. <laughs> yeah. Nobody listens to us around here. Mm -hmm. The law of attraction is harmless and is simply a vapid Instagram level therapy practiced among redheads, women who drink from Stanley's, and dudes named Skyler. <laughs> Vivid. Uh read the first part. The law of attraction is harmless and is simply a okay. vapid Instagram level therapy practiced among redheads, women who drink Stanleys, and dudes named Skylar. What's a Stanley? Oh my God, it's like the basic white girl cup that everyone has. Sometimes these things happen on TikTok where like, and then like white girls go crazy. They're like, we'll have to do it right now. And it was a Stanley cup. And some girl was like, I drink so much water when I drink out of this cup. And then literally, oh. yeah, every... Every white girl in America bought the cup. Yeah, I have for seen, like and it's like seventy five dollars. I have like seen white girls. <laughs> hold, it's got holding, a little handle. Yeah, that's, they're like it's true. It works. I drink so much water. <laughs> just sticking a little white girl trend is actually yeah. really sweet. Hmm. <laughs> that is sweet. You think I'm gonna say? I'm, you're gonna say no, and I'm certainly gonna say no. Harmless, simply. I agree. Of course. I agree. <laughs> right, it's, you're right. Because it's, it is, it is all the things in the second part of the question. Mm -hmm. It's the law of attraction is just for depressed but eccentric women to try to make sense of a world that they find chaotic and mm -hmm. confusing. But it's a cult. It's a cult. It's new age occultism and it will drive you crazy. And it and the women who go into it go completely insane. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. They're the ones that cry on TikTok. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> With their Stanleys. They cry. With their Stanleys. $75 they paid for that. That's so outrageous. Do These you things happen. One? No. No. Mm. no. I wanted to see if I could get Mark it. safe from sun, sunburns. Yeah. Or safe from Stanley Cups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're up. I'm up. Mm -hmm. I've met someone who I believe was possessed by a demon. Oh my goodness. I don't think about that. Okay. Got it. Correct? I'm not sure. You know I'm not why? Sure. Because I, like, I just, I, I felt no for you. Yeah. Because I just thought, 
you see the good in everybody. So even if you <laughs> there was a demon, you'd be like, you know, maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe it was merely vexation. <laughs> maybe it wasn't total that would be, possession. That would be yeah. your just, you would just, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not confident, even if people who've had bizarre uh, aspects to them, I'm not confident. I, I, I think, oddly enough, people knock me because they say that I talk about demons and angels and stuff too much. But I don't see demons under every rock. I mm-hmm. think it's, I think demonic possession is a basically rare thing, maybe increasingly prominent in our culture, but it, it's not every person who has a problem is possessed by a demon. They might be tempted or vexed mm-hmm. by demons, but yeah. I think it, full-on possession is still pretty rare. I think. I think Hollywood is quite demonic. Yeah. And, and I see people possessed by it in a weird way that I've been like, I, I've seen people ruin their lives and on this quest for Hollywood level fame, and mm. I think that that's a demon. Like, I, they, and they can't shake it. It's really weird to watch someone destroy it. So, if if not like a demon literally acting through their body, yeah, at the very least, a demon influencing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you think Hollywood is where you've seen? Uh, it? Yeah, it's very yeah. demonic. And it is a demonic. I think, place, yeah. uh, and then then there's just there's pathways to it, like Instagram. It, I've seen women like I think it's a possession of sorts, hmm. and maybe it's not. Yeah, like a full on demon, but. To see the way that Instagram, think about the way that we grew up and we were like playing outside and we have like scrapes on our knees and I had braces and I was super ugly, but I thought I was cute in my braces. Were you ugly as a get, little... Well, I look like a picture and I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was so cute. And I think everyone else thought I was cute too. And I was getting my braces changed different colors. I thought mm-hmm. that was hot. And I smiled big in my middle school pics because I wanted people to see my teal braces. Did you? Yeah. I, I like, hid my braces. Dope. I would do a smile like this. <laughs> I thought I was fly in my braces. Uh, maybe you were. All the confidence in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I see these girls today and they're getting like lip injections at 14 oh, yeah. because they're spending so much time on Instagram and they're seeing, like, that's a, mm. something's not right there. And it, it, I mean, willing to go under an entire, the knife. I mean, these are possessions of sorts, right? Yeah. Like, and so whether it's demonic, true to being a demon, I don't know. Yeah. That probably isn't right. But People are possessed, and social media ha- causes, I think, possession. Yeah, and it, it leads you down those paths. I mean, especially when people dabble in drugs, especially the mind-altering drugs, yeah. and when people fall into these crazy sins of pride, it, that really takes you down a, a bad path. The, but I've heard stories of firsthand accounts of people who like, are speaking to people, and then they'll start yelling in Aramaic, kind of, like that degree. Yeah. And, but eat. Even that is increasing in prevalence. Mm-hmm. I've, I've spoken to exorcists who, it's, talking to an exorcist is sometimes, it's sort of like talking to a plumber. You think you're going to hear some amazing, wild story from an exorcist. Often it's just, yeah, well, then I had to unplug this person. You know, they had this stupid demon flying around them. And, but the stories I hear from them are pretty wild. Yeah, and George tells me that. Yeah. Yeah, George, George chats with these people yeah and not the demons right not the demons i don't i don't think so (laughs) not anymore not anymore we've we've put that behind us but talking to exorcists now they say the phone rings more often today than it used to yeah there's yeah there's something going on you can feel in the climate and definitely within hollywood and it's it's programming people in a way that i think is i just have questions about it yeah but i agree i agree especially hollywood gamora by the sea Uh uh-huh yes drink drink Am I up or is it you? Me. It's you. Okay. I totally lose track. <laughs> what if I'm the person who's writing these? Mm-hmm. Remind me to do that after. Yeah. Pfizer is more trustworthy than Carly Russell. <laughs> mm. 
don't even. I'm obsessed. Yeah, with the Carly Russell. I'm obsessed. I don't. I don't even. I'm, all I've seen yeah. about it is from you. Yeah. Okay. Just stop then, because you just need to understand so you can actually answer this question. Okay. Like, this black girl goes missing, and like it, it, they find her running car. She calls 911. Says there's a toddler on the side of the road, right? And then um, she hangs up the phone call, reports the toddler. And the toddler kind of looks like Tommy Pickles, wearing a T-shirt yeah. and a diaper. Yeah. She hangs up the phone. And then she calls her sister-in-law and she's like talking to her like, I'm going to try to talk to this toddler. She gets out of the car. Her sister-in-law hears a scream. Police get there five minutes later. Carly's wig is on the side of the road. This is in Alabama. Okay. Her wig's on the side of the road. Her purse, her her uh, keys, her Apple watch, and the car is running. And obviously this is on the side of a, a like I-495 in Alabama. It's like a busy, kind of a busy road. And um, so there's this manhunt ensues for 49 hours. People for the look toddler? For, for the toddler and Carly, huh. you know, and everyone. Oh, because they only found the top, uh, the, the wig, rather. They, they only found the wig, Not her. the keys. They didn't find her. Right. And so, of course, it's just instantly you were condemned if you were white and you were not talking about this because yeah. the reason why you don't know the story is because you're racist. That's why. Right. That's if you didn't true. share a story, you try to get her. It's because black girls don't get any love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she turns up 49 hours later at her parents' house and she's in a, like a catatonic, catatonic state and she won't talk to the police. But, you know, the, so there's this like long wait to find, figure out what happened. And they're going, why aren't you telling us like where the toddler is? Like, she's just like, her family's like, leave us alone. She needs to heal mentally. And I was instantly like, this is Jesse Smollett 2.0. Yeah, whoa. And it ended up being worse than Jesse Smollett. As in like, she snatched her own wig. She told the police a story that like some guy with red balding hair, Prince Harry type character, took her into Might the woods. <laughs> Might have been him, but he's not strong enough. Threw her over a fence, put her in an into 18 wheeler, fed her Cheez Its. I mean, you gotta get it. It is like, like she makes Jesse Smollett look like child's play. And you know what? You know why, Candace? The only reason you're talking about this is because you're a racist. I know. And, and then they did that. Then they switched and they said, you better talk about it. And then if you started talking about it within 17 hours, they were like, how dare you have any questions? You? But you I was just like, this told is, me. just told us we all to talk about it. It is a glorious story. It's wow. like you cannot miss it because it's better than Jesse Smollett. Okay. And it's, it's. So the question is Is Pfizer more credible than this person? Yes. Yeah, man. At least she didn't poison the world. I know she didn't poison the world. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of the day, I trust Carly Russo more than I trust yeah. Pfizer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obviously. Easy. Easy. Okay. I've cried in the past year. The past year? Actually, we'll need to define cry. Oh, okay. Got it. We need to define cry. I personally feel like you cried this morning. I, well, it depends how you, so. You did. I cry, I did. Because I (laughs) I thought, I have the joy of drinking with Candace today. (laughs) And it was tears of joy. No, I, I have cried, you know, deaths in the family kind of thing, but not, but is it a cry? If you, because I feel that the way I cried was very manly. Yeah. And the way I cried is the way a man ought to cry, which is, you know, at the moment of intense, you know, you're at the funeral or something and this loved one is, is, uh, you know, being sent sent off. You kind of let a, you know, a tear or two. Yeah. It's like a, yes, but it's, but you hold it. It's not like, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) like Johnny Fontaine and the Godfather. You know, it's just like. You kind of let the one, you kind of, you don't even kind of just wipe it away like that. So I've done that. I've done that. 
But I haven't started bawling or anything like that. In the last year, no bawling. No bawling. You weren't like... Only B-A-L-L-I-N apostrophe. (laughs) I'm bawling all the time, but I have not been bawling. Yes. I actually can think of one time in the past year that I was boohoo. I'm not a big crier, which people think is weird, but I just, I don't cry a lot. You're pretty tough. But I boohooed cried in, it was just way too much stress going on in my life, I think in Mm. October, where... uh, I, I mean, it was just a month where I think Savannah and I traveled 26 days out of 30 days. We had the Kanye controversy going that was on. Kanye. That was the documentary was coming out. Savannah literally almost died in Paris, like of an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. I just remember, and then I got home. Don't forget, I was postpartum, and then all my hair started falling out at the same time. My, because my, you know you get like postpartum yeah, shedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember, like, I was in the shower, and like, I the hair. Yeah. I was holding it in my hands, and it was like during all this stuff going on. I just, like, I, was, like, I can't. Take Women take that very anything hard. Anything else? I was like, please. Which is so make weird about that. Big stop. So that was a tough month, obviously, but. Yeah. <laughs> we, Every woman takes that so hard, but it's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. But they all start crying. because. Yeah, I think for me, it was just like, if it had just happened by itself. You might have. Without like Kanye West, anti-Semitism scandal, George Floyd documentary coming out. Like everything that was happening. Savannah literally almost dying in Paris. And I just was like, I was like, I "I can take nothing else. And then I take a shower in my hair. And I was like, mm. I, ah. like that's the limit. <laughs> and wow. I boohoo yeah. cried by myself in the shower. And that's the only time I can think of in the last year where I like properly boohoo cried. Yeah. And it, yeah. You know, it was nice. I get why it's people nice. like to cry. Cathartic. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. It's cathartic. And I'm I felt lucky. better after. No, I didn't because my hair was still in my head. It's still gone. But <laughs> yeah, it's back now looking good. <laughs> it grew back. It grew yeah. back. It's fine. That, that, and my daughter's really cute. Louise is really cute. She, my she goddaughter. My goddaughter, yeah. absolutely. Well, she is a very cute. She's both of your children are very cute. Extru- yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so sweet. Georgie's just. But he's Georgie's a tough, tough little guy. Georgie, I'm scared of him. Yes, yeah. because he's already like he's just uh, such a guy. Yeah, he's already like riding motorcycles. Yeah. Is the thing. He's, <laughs> yeah. very, he's very advanced. Everyone says, "Oh, my child's very advanced." Your children, both of them, are very advanced. He told me to build him a house yesterday, and I was like, "That's not a normal sentence from a two-year-old." Like I said, don't hit your sister. And he said, no, build me a house. And then pointed at the end. I was like, this is, I'm not, That's I, don't, not a normal. I don't have the tools in so, the shed. To I didn't ask you if it was normal, mommy. Now get to building. <laughs> so yeah. two-year-olds are crazy. We all know that. We're well, terrorists. I'll, I'll drink anyway. Yeah. You drank because I cried and I lost my hair. Mm-hmm. And nobody was there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm up. I haven't remembered a single one. And I've had like four sips of this martini. <laughs> it's worse to be skinny fat than Jim Thick. Ooh. Okay, I got mine. Uh, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. totally think it's better. It's a cope for the Jim Thick bros to, who are trying to say otherwise, but no, you know. I know, no. I think it's better... To, to be, be Jim, Jim Thick, thick. Oh. so you're wrong. Drink up. What? Yeah, because then no. you're at least you know you're in shape. What? You know, uh, whereas I'd, if you're skinny fat, then you're not you're not strong. You I'd gotta like get strong. To, I'd like to point out that both the father of your children yeah. and the godfather of your daughter are neither of us are a Jim Thick bro. <laughs> yeah, but Jim Thick could also be for girls. Actually, I don't know, but I made you drink anyways. You did. That's mm-hmm. fine. Now I'm getting thicker That's by the, the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going to the dentist is pointless and fake, much like recycling or taking women's studies in college. I'm just going <laughs> to leave your cup right there. Smile. Smile. <laughs> <laughs>
I feel like you're a dentist, bro. You are a dentist, bro. Candace, I could not tell you the last time I went to the dentist. Oh my god! Now, now I do use I use a very fancy toothbrush. Do you? So that it stays it's like relatively white. Even with all the cigars and the coffee, and it's they stay relatively yeah, white. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Do you, you know what though? Smile it, when I asked you to smile. So I that know, was like, well, I didn't want to give it away. Cheat, yeah. Uh, do you know the the only time that I would go to the dentist? Two thirty. Two thirty. What does that mean? Two thirty. Oh my gosh, dad jokes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Drink for that. Yeah, happily. Two <laughs> thirty. Okay, you I actually you got this right. You did get this right. I, I did. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not. So let me see. I. Do. You have actually beautiful. Because I love the orthodontist. The ortho, but how do they stay so white? I have an obsession with the orthodontist. Huh. Well, I have an obsession with brushing my teeth. I'm, I mm. actually have a mental dental disorder. Like I think I, a mental I dental. am constantly trying to perfect my teeth. I go to the they're, orthodontist. They're excellent teeth. I love my orthodontist. Thank you. I, I, you I still go to the I orthodontist. I wish I could still wear my braces. This kind of goes back to seventh grade when really? I thought my braces were cool. I just I I have a thing an affinity for the orthodontist. You want to hear a secret? I have never said this on air. I wear my retainer every night. I wear my retainer every day, Dude, and Michael and says that I have a problem. She's like, "Why are you wearing a retainer?" I swear, and I was just like, "It just makes me feel safe." Feel By the way, if you take it out for like two nights, your teeth move around. I know mm-hmm. that's the whole. Even point. still, yeah. I know. So I actually wow. thinking about getting a, a metal bar on the back of my bottom row because <laughs> okay. everyone has. I, I, that's like body modification. The point is, is if you, of you, all of the mental disorders to have, many to choose from today. A yep. mental dental disorder wow. feels okay. That but I does. think my orthodontist is tired of seeing me. Yeah. He's like, I can't fix, I can't fix this I can't, anymore. I mostly see 11-year-olds. I'm like, in the mirror, I'm like. Candace, you're not, you do, wow. Yeah. And you floss. Oh, I floss. Like a psycho. Wow. Yeah, I love I f- it. I floss sort of annually. <laughs> I think the tobacco and the alcohol. I think you're meant to be an Englishman. I am. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just get to Rowan uh, and you'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're up. A night of drinking and smoking with the boys is a healthy practice for married totally, men. Totally. You would agree with that. I know I know you would agree with that. I know. I would be shocked. Well, you know that I agree with that. But Yeah, you, guys need their guy time. Thank you. 100%. I, I felt 50 yeah. 50, actually. I yeah. just wanted it's to be like It's like when George tells me when he comes back after you guys go to the cigar lounge, he tells me what you guys talk about. I'm like, I'm so glad you talked to Michael Knowles about that because I just don't want to talk <laughs> about that. I have no interest. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Could it be less interested in what you and Michael talked about? It's a wonderful conversation about it. It is my entire social life. My entire like go out social life is going to the cigar lounge with your husband and maybe like one other guy or two other guys. Yeah, the same same for my husband. Yes. And like he needs that. And in the same way that women need their girl time. And because women talk, we talk about really stupid things. So it's, I'm so compelled by political topics yeah. and whatever the dilemma is of the day. But I also need to talk about really stupid, basic things with my girlfriends, mm-hmm. which is I find fascinating. Mm. I'm like, no, can I so much more than this? Why do you care about this ridiculous yeah. scandal? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not everything. I know it's not everything. And I'm very practical, but I'm still a woman. It's pleasurable. And you, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's like it's it's relaxing. Women like to gossip. I mean, it's, it really goes back to hunters and gatherers. Men, I mean, it's just it's different. Because you know? legitimately, w- over the countless hours and countless cigars and drinks with with your husband specifically, we have 
almost entirely talked about like routing the Saracens out of Jerusalem. Yeah, it's, it's really not. And stuff. It's, like, it's not fun talk for me, yeah. you know? And, and I mean, that's just not fun. That's not relaxing to mm, me. I feel yeah. like you guys are just engaging your brains for fun. Mm. Whereas like women, I'm impressed. He'll be, oh, I hope like I saw Michael and it's giving you an example of when you guys had your last kid. Oh, and Alyssa's pregnant again. I'm like, oh, is, is it a boy or a girl? He's like, oh, I didn't ask. I'm like, what kind of information? Yeah. I'm like, how are you not interested enough to ask I, these basic yes. questions? He's I, like, I don't know. Men are just different. Like, I had that exact same conversation <laughs> when I came back and I mentioned to Elisa that you, for the first time now, in, in after two children, we're off track yeah. to keep up. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, Candace is pretty. She goes, oh, wow. That's, oh, that's so wonderful. She said, oh, wow, that's so wonderful, Mac. Wow. Did you, and so what did George say? Like, how far along is she? And when? And what is the sex? And when, <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know that? Unbelievable. I don't I'm know how you guys do this. I'm like, I'm like, George, what do you mean you don't want, you didn't ask this question? Which is like, I just said, okay. It's not, I'm glad you're, you know, yeah. I'm glad you're. Like, yeah, yeah. men and women mm -mm. just doesn't work the same. Our interests are just very different. That's true. Uh, I'm up. You're up. I got the last one. You got the last one. Not being white helped my career. Okay, so I would, you know, you're answering this is, as me. Yeah. And I'm answering as but you. But you are white. <laughs> so I'm very confused by this. Not being white. So if if that is your premise that you're starting with, <laughs> then uh, you're going to have to answer a certain way. But okay, so uh, not being white has helped my career. Candace, how could you be so foolish? What? I, but you are white. Candace, the Sicilians are a racially liminal people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They're very marginal. Yep. And back, look, in my wayward youth, mm -hmm. I made a number of mistakes. One of which was, I was briefly a professional actor. And I did little parts in TV shows and movies and things like that, plays. Now, they classify you when you're an actor. Are you white? Are you black? Are you, or are you ethnically ambiguous? Now, I, having a little bit, so I'm a little lighter right now. In California, it was darker. Mm. When you're a little ethnically ambiguous, one time, I got I got a great. This was the uh, this was the job that got me eligible for SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, which is a terrible union actually. I got to play the white part and the Hispanic part. Wow! Because I was ethnically ambiguous and putting my wayward youth, my indiscretions of my past aside, I think about my actual life and career. I I actually believe. Being a little bit darker has allowed me to be a little bit edgier when I talk about certain topics. So if you were Irish looking. If I were Irish, Nordic, yeah. I think I actually, if I were really waspy looking, mm. I don't think I'd get away with so being So if you looked loose. like George. George, I would not get away with it. I could carry Thor's hammer around, but right. I would not be able to opine. The, the Mediterraneans and the darker, you, you know this in popular culture, the Italians get away with a lot more. Yeah. They get away with crime. Yeah. You it's know, true. Lewdness. Uh-huh. Obscenity. No, it's true. They do. It is. It is. It's a minority. Yes, because it's kind of a minority. Also, you guys were treated like absolute dirt when you got we here. We were, it's actually. Like, people never talk That's about true. that. I'm like, if they, you want to talk yeah. about like people that should be upset about things that happened in yesteryear, the Italians you were know, treated like dogs when they got here. Numbers-wise, the Italians were not the most Also Irish. People. Irish need Irish. not apply. Do you know the, the largest mass lynching in American history? No, I don't. The Italians. 11 Italians in New Orleans. Wow. I that's anti-Italian. That. That's a very fun fact. That is. And yeah. people, nobody knows it. Now, yeah. you know, it wasn't like numbers wise, I would say probably black people were the majority of lynchings. Right. But 
largest, it was the Italians. Wow. A lot of people, everybody can claim a little bit of right. historical so, oppression. Yeah. Okay, so why did you pick yes for me? Well, because you have this, you know, you have this great ability, which is you come out, right? Compliment me. You can, I will. You come out and you're in this culture. You didn't choose to be in this culture, but you're in this culture that says, if you're black, you've got to be a big lib and we'll, we'll reward you for being a big lib, by the way. But you got to be a big lib, and uh, you'll be the, this advantaged uh, ethnic background, and white people are terrible, and just go along with us. And then you come out, and you say, uh, no, actually, that's all a bunch of BS, and here's why it's BS. <laughs> and especially in the early part of your career, you just kind of laid it out flat. And so you were punished for that initially by the mainstream. But I think you were ultimately rewarded, because it just it put you in this position where you uniquely were listened to, you uniquely were hated, mm -hmm. you uniquely were threatened, you uniquely were, but it it, it blew you up into the mainstream. Yeah. Where it's, now it's you can talk about whatever you want. moment, too, because it yeah. was, people were just so much more vicious, I think, because they were like, how, it's one thing to say you're black conservative, but how could you support Trump? This sort of the yeah, yeah. How could you, how could you be, look, there are plenty of black conservatives, but right. you're, Kind of you're you're real conservative. Right. <laughs> you're kind and I'm of, also very vocal, which I always yeah. say. Dr. Ben Carson, he was so sweet when I met him, and he's like, you know, you've been able to do so much more in terms of communicating your ideas than I was throughout my career. And obviously, he's a literal brain surgeon. He's obviously much more brilliant than I am. He, I mean, do you remember at the debate? I said, "What's your most thing you're proudest of?" And everyone said, "Oh, I beat this Democrat or whatever." And he goes, "I separated conjoined twins at the head." <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Casual, mm -hmm. same. <laughs> But he, and I remember saying to him, it's because you were way too polite, you know? Mm. And I think that's the difference is mm. there's a certain decorum to like uh, Dr. Ben Carson and Dr. Condoleezza Rice. And they're just sort of like, I'm not going to engage when they get called an Uncle yep. Tom and a coon. And I'm just like, no, I'm I'm here and I'm willing to engage. Like I will 100% get into an argument with somebody. And I think that that sort of startled people because yeah. typically black conservatives were just shut down. You know, and when they said something, it was like, you're a traitor, you're a race traitor, whatever. And people were like, okay. You, you also did this thing, which it, it just means you took the opportunity. It doesn't, this doesn't have to do with your race, but it means you took the opportunity where a lot of times someone becomes, I'm the black conservative. They'll just stay there in that little box. And you said, well, like, I don't know, I'll talk about race sometimes, but I have many more things to say. Yeah. And so you even kind of, you kind of beat them at that game. Where you said, no, I'm actually, I'm going to talk about uh, vaccines. I'm going right. to talk about religion. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about Trump. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about foreign policy. I'm right. going to talk about Russia. I'm going to talk. And it just totally. Yeah, I actually have a an article that somebody wrote and they called it my topics on my podcast, podcast, the unholy conservative gumbo. I quite like that. <laughs> it was meant to be insulting. And I was like, and it, it's actually a really funny article. Mm -hmm. But I agree. There's no question yeah. that. Uh, but I always question in my head. I'm like. What if I did it as a liberal? Like, what if I was Candace Owens yeah, yeah. and I was, yeah, George Floyd dies, I'm front and center, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the media circuit at MSNBC and CNN, I'm debating Michael Knowles, mm -hmm. right, talking about how amazing Greta Thunberg is yeah. and how the environment, <laughs> you don't care about the environment because Swedish you don't children. have to breathe the same air black people have to breathe, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. I think I would have. You'd be richer. I'd be richer. You'd be richer. I would, the 
deals. Think about right. it. What they would have given to me. Look at Van Jones. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, freaking Jeff Bezos yeah, yeah. for no reason gave him $30 million. Yeah. You'd be I would be you'd... so much richer. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, if I was a liberal, I would have done it so much better than you. <laughs> so much better than you. <laughs> that's true. It may... I'm a, they're like, you went to the Republican right. side because it paid. I'm like, girl, if I wanted to make money, all I had to do was say black lives matter and be the same Candace Owens. Mm. Is it? Go after conservatives. Would have had a good time. Right. It would have helped your career. Crushed Matt Walsh. You would have destroyed him. That would have been a great advantage. Crushed him. You know? yeah. yeah. It, if you had done that, your career would have benefited materially and in the short term. Yeah. Have sold your soul. soul would have been destroyed. Soul. Yeah. Uh, Candace, to your health, to your child, I'll drink for the two of us. The pleasure as always. We'll see you next time and I'll see you next time. 